Hello, and I'd like to welcome you to today's Stats and Short Stories episode. Stats and Short Stories is a partnership between Miami University and the American Statistical Association. Today's guest is Andrew Flowers. Andrew is a freelance data journalist and a former quantitative editor at 538.com. I'm John Baylor. I'm chair of the Department of Statistics at Miami University, and I'm joined by my colleague, Richard Campbell, chair of the Department of Media, Journalism, and Film. And we're delighted to be speaking with Andrew on our short episode today. Welcome, Andrew. Great to be here. So, Andrew, I have a question, just a general one about our past election. And I remember my uh, how shocked my daughter was when, when she thought that uh, – you know, Hillary Clinton had a 70% chance of winning toward the end, and and uh, Trump had a 30% chance. And a lot of pollsters and I think statisticians took a beating after that election because I think they partly didn't understand the numbers. And one of mm-hmm. the things I wanted to ask you was, what doesn't the general public understand about numbers and probability in a story uh, as big as that last election was? I do think uh, the general public takes numbers uh, as as they are tied to political stories differently than they do uh, in other domains. But but first, I should say that the the election model uh, at five thirty eight is really to be credited to Nate Silver, my former boss, and in the politics team there. They're the experts on this. I'm not. That said, as as a kind of uh, close colleague of theirs and an um, avid consumer of, of, uh, of their work and, and someone who can speak to broader principles of data journalism, um, I, I repeat what I, what I mentioned, that I think the public takes probabilities with elections a lot differently than it does with uh, other types of probabilities. So, for example, sports. Um, a classic example uh, from recent times is, you know, in January, this Alabama uh, – football team played for the national championship and they were kind of thought to be historically great and according to our numbers they were and by our uh, by our numbers they mean 538s probabilities that they would win against Clemson in the national championship game well they lost it was an upset and i think sports fans get that they get oh this this is uh this is unlikely to happen but it does and so alabama was favored roughly 70-30 over clemson and that's similar to what i think clinton's uh, odds were according to the 538 model on the eve of the election over trump now, the short answer to why does the public not get politics probabilities is, you know, 30% odds happen 30% of the time. And if your model is well calibrated, as Nate and others have, have justified with the 538 model, then this was not like a, a Six Sigma event having Trump win. Um, but to peel back the onion one or two more layers, uh, I think there's an emotional investment in politics that you don't find in sports there's a repeated experience of upsets and in, in, in kind of uh, predictions gone awry in sports that you don't always have with you know elections that happen uh, only every a few years. That emotional aspect and the and the kind of disconnect from experience most news consumers have, I think, kind of make it makes sense that they would uh, have a harder time digesting political probabilities. But the the other thing I'll say is that. Um, 538 wasn't the only uh, uh, election prediction model this past year, um, and in past years too, but this past election, there were other models that had Clinton's chances in the 90s. And I think yes. that's what contributed towards this frustration was mm-hmm. even if 538 was being beat up in the weeks ahead of the election for being too generous uh, in, in their odds of Trump's uh, potential victory, 
the, the confusion in part is, is, is attributable to these other outlets who are way too overconfident in, in the construction of their election model. And Nate's written about this a lot, but to my understanding, uh, a lot of uh, election modelers didn't take into account the state-to-state -state correlations in, um, uh, in polls and polling errors. So mm -hmm. if, if Trump was going to beat his polls uh, against Clinton in Pennsylvania, for example, um, for whatever reason, there was polling errors there. It's probably likely he was also going to beat his polls, given the demographics of Pennsylvania. It was probably likely Trump was going to beat his polls in Wisconsin and Michigan and so yeah. on. And so, yeah, that's essentially what happened is the 538 model kind of – the reason it was more conservative was it took into account those state-to-state -state polling error correlations. Uh, and other models didn't. They were less conservative in their approach. But the deeper issue, and this is the kind of the core of it, is is something Nate and others have written a lot about, which is which is polling and in 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 the uh, inadequacy. Of po polling is not a perfect predictor. Uh, we know that, and in some and in some measures, the 2016. Uh, uh, election polls were off by less than the 2012 election polls. Mm -hmm. So uh, to wrap it all together, uh, I think political junkies, uh, news consumers, have an emotional investment in politics that, in a way that they they, they don't have in, in some sense with sports. So it makes upsets harder to digest. And secondly, election prediction uh, and election modeling is still kind of a, a in its early stages and some of these overconfident models really got burned and burned their and, their, and burned their readers uh, by being too overconfident by not having a statistically rigorous way of dealing with polling data thank oh. you Andrew thank you so much Andrew it has been our pleasure to have Andrew flowers join us on stats and short stories stats and stories is a partnership between Miami University's Department of Statistics and media journalism and film and the American Statistical Association. Stay tuned and keep following us on Twitter or iTunes. If you'd like to share your thoughts on our program, send your email to statsandstories at miamioh.edu and be sure to listen for future episodes where we discuss the statistics behind the stories and the stories behind the statistics. <laughs>